And just like that, we are back. We know, we know. It's been so long, but full court press is back in full effect. Not just me, Pierre. Not just Riley, but also Matt. All three of us are in the building. Gentlemen, how have y'all been? How are you? How how are y'all doing? I'm stumbling because I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm doing good, man. It's been a it's been a nice little break here. You know, it's it's so funny because in most sports, you know, it's like when the off season hits, it's like months. You know, and we haven't had an episode for a few weeks now, but it's like well, they're about to do the draft in like four days. <laughs> like, man, like it's on the horizon. Yeah, the season's back the 22nd of December. So, yeah, we are uh, – it's good to be back because there's a nice short break. I feel like we had the break that the NBA players had, you know, um, right. like LeBron has right now. And uh, we're back in the game. I'm happy to be back. Matt, how about you, man? Man, I'm so good. Ready to talk hoops, ready to talk the draft. And, you know, I've been eating up all these trade rumors. So There's I'm so excited. many. There's oh, so yeah. many right I, now. I know you're excited about it. But, yes, as <laughs> Riley alluded to. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> I was going to say, just to give people a sneak peek, especially, hopefully, the demise of the Houston Rockets. It's looking not uh, looking great. It's not looking great. It, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a fan of the Rockets, I'm afraid Houston, we have a problem. But I'm not going to shy away from it. We definitely are going to talk about it. As Riley alluded to, we definitely know. At first, we were like, damn, no NBA on Christmas? Like, what? Yeah. I was looking at the slate of the NFL games, and I'm, I was just unimpressed. I think there's only one game I was interested in. I believe it's the Ravens and the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's a solid game. Or, Anything other than but that. But the other ones are fine. Uh, yeah, but, game. yes, basketball is back December 22nd, three days before Christmas. We know we're going to get some pretty good Christmas matchups. I think the one that we know for sure is coming is the Lakers versus the Warriors. Yeah, that's going to be intense. That definitely is going to be intense. I'm 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 curious if the Lakers have a game before that or is it just gonna be their opener? I love if it was the opener. I would love if that's the opener. If they just that came should out. be the opener is the trophy maybe. celebration, the banner, that'll be Oof. that'll be amazing. Man, they that's I mean that's the worst thing for the NBA as far as the the Warriors having to watch that. Uh, having no yeah, stand yeah. in it, in it last year. That'll add fuel to their fire. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming the Lakers will play opening night on the 22nd, and that would be their second game, probably. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's what they do for yeah. sure. I don't know how. I don't know it'll, how they. It'll, it'll be that way. It'll, it'll be, probably Lakers, be like Clippers, Lakers Clippers opening night. Then they get the Warriors on Christmas. It's gonna be I can crazy. See that happen. What's gonna be crazy? I just want to know if the like they played in the bubble and everything worked right. No one got COVID. Everything was cool. As we're seeing with like the with MLB, the struggles they had, and the NFL so constantly lately, and college football, like what I mean, is it going to be like that with the NBA now? You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be that hit or miss as far as our guys going to be getting COVID left and right the entire season? Uh, right, I mean, I wonder if the NBA is going to have you know in city protocols for that per city, trying to figure some of that out because it's a it's obviously a sketchy game we're seeing with the NFL. I mean, you play fantasy football; it is the scariest thing right now because you don't know. Man. You don't know what to do week to week. Guys are getting hurt like crazy, obviously. But then everyone randomly, I'll look up and three guys that I had all are off on like a COVID list, and they don't even have COVID. They just were in contact with somebody who did. It's yeah, it's it's definitely a volatile situation compared to what we know is such a gentle NBA situation where nothing went wrong. Yeah, I don't see how or why they would change the you know NBA season from out of the bubble. Because, like you said, they had so much success in the bubble. Yeah, no cases. Despite Daniel House's childish antics. But everything worked great. Even they were able to bring in the families. 
you know, toward the end of the playoffs. Yeah, it looked great. I mean, they were bringing in they were bringing in families and friends and stuff, and everything was cool. So, yeah, hopefully they can maintain that in the season because I don't want to see the same uh, same type of stuff going on. And I know for a fact here in California, we are not ready to have fans in the stand. Like we just surpassed a million cases. And can you imagine uh, a LeBron or an AD? If not if they don't catch COVID, but coming in contact with somebody that like that would just be the worst thing for the start of this season or in end of the season in general. Yeah, it just it just hurts. It hurts the. I mean, it hurts the money line, obviously. You know, when those guys can't play. But yeah, it also just sets a bad precedent. You know, like you don't want to see the the stars getting it. You know, for sure, it's not good press. Um, but yeah, so we figure that out. As somebody who uh, sat at a live game this year uh, for the yes. MLB for the World Series, which was incredible, cross off the bucket list. How, how the Dodgers do? Dude, we we won that game. That was an eight one win. That was game one. But oh I was man, to, Matt, that was, a, that was me throwing a throwing a D Wade to LeBron type alley oop there for you to. Uh... <laughs> no, I believe though you got to change your profile picture on Facebook to LeBron in a Lakers. Ah, oh, that's right, the bet. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, I'm shoot. so happy because I can finally partake. I can finally partake in the championship celebration. It's been solo dolo for me. Riley had the storm winner uh, out of Seattle. Matt had the Lakers. Matt yeah, also has the Dodgers. Yeah, so but I'm also a Dodger fan, so I can partake in it. I think it was 50% capacity, and it was great. Obviously, baseball is different. You're way further right. away um, from players, um, but it was a very fun, cool vibe. Um, just being in a stadium. It's just cool that you got to go. Like that's just like yeah, that's that, cool that, 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 that was amazing. Man. Oh, I was in Dallas for a conference. It was the craziest thing, and I posted on my social media, "Hey, if anyone's got an extra ticket, um, let me know." Just like as a joke. I don't. I didn't know anybody. That's yeah, just one of those you put it out in the universe type things, and just yeah, you know, either way it works. You know, somebody hit me up and said they had an extra ticket if I wanted it. Man, for free? Like, did you pay for uh, it? Or I paid. It? I paid four hundred for it. Which well, that's is not bad very, at all. That's not bad very at all. cheap for a World Series. Yeah, that's extremely cheap. Hey, it was worth it. It was worth it. If you were paying that, if you were paying that in LA, like that's that's not four hundred bucks. That's more than that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so and for, I didn't. Even, I didn't. I didn't Venmo the guy until I was sitting next to him in the game, and so it's not oh, like I was going to get ripped off. And so I said, "Cool, I'll Venmo you when we walk into the stadium." Man, that's rad, dude. I'm yeah, like, I'm happy that you got to do that. That's think about yeah. it. I guess all of us have won championships in some sort of sport so far. Um, and you know, in the in 2020, even though 2020 has been a pretty rough year, uh, we're all staying. Yeah. We all we all got a got a title of some sort so far. And there's still room yeah. to uh, still room to get more. Uh, we'll Probably, how's your privacy going? Oh, I'm privacy's pretty good, dude. I mean, the, obviously the uh, the Seahawks lost a couple games last like three weeks or something, but. Uh, so the uh, Sounders are still doing great. Uh, they're they're nice. like I think the two seed by a technicality. They should be the one seed. Um, yeah, so they're set to go. They're at full strength. They're set to go. Uh, they look like the best team in the MLS. And then yeah, the Seahawks are looking fine. You know, we just need a uh, Russ. Just needs some help. <laughs> a poor guy's doing it all on his own, man. Which he can do. I mean, because he's never alone in the hands of God, as you know, Matt, which he is. Uh, he's very close with God. Uh, they're, they're very good friends. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm assuming that uh, the two of them will get him uh, where he needs to go. Definitely. Yes, fellas, the NBA season. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to hop right in, man. First of all, I just want to say Udonis Haslam's returning for his 18th season with the Miami Yeah, Heat. I saw that. Sure. That you know, crazy. that's fine. Hey man, I mean he's basically. I mean at this point, I don't know why they don't just like let a, another kid wear a jersey and he just 
rocks uh, like a, a suit and is a coach. Uh, I don't understand why they keep like he's still on the team like that, but that's it's good for so him. funny. That's yeah, one of those things where no one's like no one can get mad at it, but it's also kind of like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, 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 I can go to someone else. Like, yeah, I think you're an absolute legend. You know what I mean? You're a Miami legend, a Florida legend. Everyone respects the hell out of you. You know, just just yeah. you just put a suit on. You don't need to put the jersey on. Put a suit on, and it's all good. Uh, but what's crazy is Karan Butler is now an, an assistant coach in Miami. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like, they should they yeah. should Haslam one give that roster spot to like a Michael Beasley even. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the thing is that Miami like a, a roster like that young. It's like you add anybody and it's a it's a positive when you when you're that young and have that much upside to you. You could add anybody and it would be a good idea. But you were this close. You were this close to to you know to a championship. Just a couple injuries away. Yeah. Just imagine if you had an extra body, like Haslam was on that roster. Like he couldn't he couldn't go in there and do anything that would change the outcome of this series. But if that roster yeah. spot was given to somebody who was able to, like. So why is he back? I mean, I get why he's back. Like yeah. you say, he's a player coach. He, you know, vocal and you know the locker room presence and all that. But as a as a player, no, like just add him to the coach, like you said, to the staff, and that spot can become available to someone else. But hey, it's Miami, so yeah. Pat Riley's doing his thing down there. They'll figure it out. Yeah, Pierre, I do have to ask you, man. Let's just hop right into this. Uh, Let's hop into it. Let's what hop is, into it. What is, is happening in Houston right now? Um, obviously, <laughs> there's a James Harden. Apparently, it's supposed to be, you know, they're trying to get him out or he wants to get out. There's there's rumors that he hasn't been uh, answering the phone calls of, like, the Rockets organization. Uh, Westbrook well, wants out, and, that's, and it seems like they want him, like they want to trade him. Um, there's been talked with him in the Clippers uh, or the Rockets and Clippers about sending Paul yeah. George back for him. Uh, like, yeah, what, what what do you think about this right now? As far as like, what would you, what would you be comfortable with if they had to make a move? Um, you know, what would you be comfortable with uh, them doing? And you know, from what you've heard about what they would get back, is any of that interesting to you? Well, let me start with the good first. You know, like I said, the last episode, we didn't have a coach. Now we have a coach, Steven Silas. A great have, coach, yeah. We, yeah, and then we have a, a nice, you know, staff that we're putting around. Jeff Hornacek, uh, Rich Higgins. We just we just um, signed Will Weaver to the staff, and then we also added Jeff Hornacek, if I didn't say his name. Mm-hmm. So the staff already alone, like, I'm impressed. I didn't expect Steven Silas to be the coach. I'm like, oh, man, we're either going to know it. Van Gundy. Are we going to make John Lucas the coach? Like, this is going to be the same team from last year. Steven Silas told me just right off the bat, just what he, his basketball mind and what he plans to do. So I thought they were on board. However, two weeks later, we get a report that Russ wants out. Now, somebody already tried to tell me that Russ wants out. Not, not that I didn't believe any, any, anything of what they were saying. I'm just the type of guy that, okay, I'm going to just wait till it comes out of the horse's mouth. It came out. Maybe what a week later, and wow, it's just been news after news after news. Not only does Russ want out, but there's reports that Tucker's upset, Austin Rivers is upset, Eric Gordon, Daniel House. Even though he doesn't have a right to be upset, he's upset. So when I look around the league, like you said, these packages that I'm seeing, I mean the Paul, the Paul George one, you know, it it can gain some, some traction. You know, when you look at what Paul George can be, you know, if he's a shell of himself uh, two years ago before he got hurt with the shoulder injury, we're getting the guy who's 
a great defender, a great scorer, and he can create baskets for himself and others. You add James Harden to that mix. If James Harden wants to be there, we're still in the running. Maybe not where we think we are, but I mean, hey, at this point, the way the season's going, it's possible. Ah, uh, man, I just I don't know how this is going to play out. Um, they're James. They said that he's locked in, but I mean, hey, the draft is in what four days. The free agency uh, two days after him. that. I think you just trade both of them and just start over. They obviously don't want to, the culture's been toxic there. Like as far right. as from what we know, I, I think it's a great call that they just trade them both and go full Thunder. Keep. As far as that, I mean, you saw you saw you know the 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 pieces and young you know young and the draft picks and stuff that they've gotten in return. Yeah. I think you could get an um, amazing package deals for each one of those guys. What uh, okay. let's play that. Let's yeah. who realistically what kind of deal would you get for Harden? Okay, like, now here's here's how I see see that. And I'm locked in on only one thing. There's only one option to me, and it is the Sixers. There's a lot of talk about it. And for me, it is the perfect because I've talked a lot of on this podcast, I talk a lot about how guys uh, personalities and their egos play into their roles on teams and those teams winning or not. And I've always talked about Embiid and how I don't like him. I don't like what he does, things like that. If you were to add James Harden to that situation, plus Doc Rivers, who is basically just, just gets run over as a coach and has no idea what he's doing half the time since he left Boston, yeah. <laughs> is would be wild to me if that all played out because – that would be a soap opera. They would win in the in the regular season, I think. I think they'd do fine. They'd be, yeah. you know, four seeds in the in the in the in the East. But outside of that, once you get to the playoffs and things get tough and you're playing, you know, teams four to seven times in a series, I think if they get exposed like they always do, and it's gonna be a lot of finger pointing of like, oh no, I'm really good, but he's not giving me the ball. Like Embiid already wants the ball in his hands all the time, and you're gonna tell me James Harden's gonna be on his team now? Yeah. With Ben Simmons still potentially, depending on how they play that. Wow. You get like a Ben Simmons, Maurice Tybal, and some draft picks. Yeah, I mean that's a great haul. If if you're if you're Houston, that's a great haul. You know, Ben Simmons is a young star. Thibel's yeah. a great three and D guy. I mean, there, there's a package, there's packages that that uh the Sixers could throw back at Houston that would be worth it as far as like compared to what other teams could send them potentially. I'm I'm also hearing uh the Milwaukee Bucks uh want uh PJ Tucker and um Covington. I mean that's that's all of our defense, so we do that. I mean if you're trading away Westbrook and and uh and Harden, then you're getting rid of the rest of the Eric Gordon and the rest of the guys yeah. and dumping those contracts and getting draft picks and young players back. If you're doing a full haul, you're going to get rid of all those guys. Yeah, because the egos are apparently off the wall there. I mean, you talk if PJ Tucker's upset, it's like, what are you upset about, dude? <laughs> like, what are all these guys upset about? It's like you guys haven't won anything. They're, they, well, the, the entitlement on that roster is crazy. Well, the great thing too is I would go get these future draft picks because we have some really good draft classes coming up. Yeah, um, we do. Imagine next year in the year absolutely. Imagine you can position yourself for like a Cade Cunningham. Um, in a Bates that's that's going to be coming up, and, and yeah, some of the yeah. guys that can change your franchise, it could be a quick rebuild. For sure, for I, I totally agree. Can. I, Not yeah, only that, and, with, you know, with the coach we have as well, like you know, it would make sense. It's Silas would be really good at coaching young guys too. I mean, he, he has a lot yeah. of respect around the league. That's why it's somewhat baffling that you can tell mm. it's a lot deeper than just 
normal yeah. NBA drama is that that whole roster doesn't care. You know, like they got a better coach that's going to know how to utilize them better. Is going to know how to make them better as players if they listen. The issue is and that's that the entire roster of guys who just want who think that they already know everything. And that's the thing. That's and that's what I really don't understand. Like, give, I mean, are y'all not even going to give the coach a chance? Or yeah, no, all this, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even think that. Way? I mean, what I is going on? Ask these guys who the coach is, and they'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they don't care. Right. Like, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's a toxic thing to deal with. And you know, the Rockets fans, Pierre, like the Rockets fans are are really solid fans. Like, they that's yeah. kind of solid culture. It's not really. It's not. Much, it's not many of us. No, not many. But I mean, Houston's a big city. There's a lot in. There's a lot yeah. in Houston for sure. It's like. It's a very proud basketball city. So to see it deteriorate like it has in this in this way is definitely not what I think anybody wants to see. So I hope that yeah. you know they can figure this out. I mean, for Westbrook, if you can get Paul George back, that's not a bad haul at all either. I mean, if you it's have not- like a Ben Simmons, Paul George, all of a sudden you could I mean, Ben Simmons and Paul George would play well together. They would um, like I, I think they would. I, I think that their their skill sets at least match up in the backcourt well enough. Mm-hmm. Um like- I mean imagine imagine the the the, the defensive power you'd have with Simmons and George. What if you're Boston? Do you try and go for Harden? No. I, I saw that too. I, mean, I saw the idea. Good with Brown and Tatum. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I don't think Harden is going to be a piece that you add to a winning team. The only team I could see trying that other than the Sixers is the Nets. But I think that, I think that almost is worse as far as like, Imagine the personalities. I mean, you have <laughs> AD, the most bothered player in the NBA in NBA history. Kyrie, the most like I, I don't want to say detached because I mean I like a lot of what Kyrie says and does a lot of the time, but there are times where you hear you hear it and it's like, man, you really don't give a shit <laughs> about like the team, right? About anything like about the idea of being a teammate. It's about you and what you want day to day, and I think that that's a that's a potentially scary thing to have on your team. That's very volatile as far as like leadership goes because he he's not a great leader. Um, and then you add Harden, who is the biggest enigma in the league right now as far as insane talent can score, can give you thirty points walking around on any given night easily, and yet he can't win. So you add all those guys together. Uh, I mean, and also that, that also stops them from adding, you know, they'd have to give up Levert. You couldn't re-sign Joe Harris. There's a lot of different things there that would make that, that would make them worse, I think, as a team. But I think, I think it's the Sixers or the Nets, the only teams that could realistically give it a shot. And I think both go down in flames if they do. And both make sense. Right, I've heard Denver too. Ooh, that, that one, that's interesting. I'll say that that one is interesting. What if there's a way you can keep uh, Murray and Jokic, and you add in James Harden. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is seen with a lot of potential, some draft picks. You have the money that you're able to move to make it happen with some expiring contracts. Yeah, that is intriguing. I'll say that. That is an intriguing option just because, um, yeah, because uh, Malone, he would definitely, I think, could handle Harden to an extent and try to keep him on track. I think that – Harden, I mean Harden and Jokic and Murray would be very, very interesting. Um, yeah. and honestly, if you had to give up Murray for Harden, Harden, Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic would also be interesting. But I think that having Murray as like a guy who's already an established dog, as far as their league guard goes, I think that would help a lot in the playoffs to have a guy. I would rather Murray my third guy in the playoffs right now, just in it, where Porter Jr.'s development is right now. I think it'd be better to have Murray. But, I mean, if Michael Porter Jr. with a full head of steam and a full season behind him, knowing that he's going to start, basically, 
I think that he's a, he's very dangerous. But if if on the Rockets, I'm really interested in that because you get yeah. some young players with it um, yeah, that are sure. on just their rookie capital. contracts. Like Porter Porter Junior's on his rookie contract, so you're getting him for what four million a year. Yeah, you're no. adding some of those pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Morris Monte Morris making like one point eight or something. So you're getting some good guys and saving a ton of money. Yeah, honestly, no. I think I think as far as uh, yeah, I think I think that's the best option on the table, really. As far as something that's not gonna be, I don't. I, I think that's one of the safer bets for sure. I didn't even consider Denver. Yeah, that's a that's a very safe bet. Um, what about Westbrook? Where do you guys see Westbrook going? I mean, the rumors have him going everywhere. <laughs> like, from New York to the Clippers to the yeah, head, head, head back to yeah. Seattle Sonics next week. I mean, this guy is going everywhere. There is a, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I would. I think that the Clip, I think Clippers makes a great amount of sense for Houston. If I'm the Clippers, I don't see how Russ and Kawhi are going to play. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I think that Paul George and Kawhi work out. I think that the Clippers have their own issues. I think really what it is for the Clippers is getting rid of um, Beverly, uh, Lou Will, uh, letting Harold walk. I love. I love uh, Lou Will especially. Love Lou Will, but like apparently there was a lot of issues with how. Kawhi and West and uh, and George are getting treated compared to those guys, and yeah. I think, sorry guys, but they are the stars. So it's like if you're Jerry West, you, if I'm him, I'm keeping those stars and finding a way to trade those guys that were the issue, no matter how valuable they were. Um, yeah, it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot for Jerry West, but he's a wizard at what he does. Um, but I don't see how bringing in Westbrook's going to help you win the championship. I, nah, I don't. I don't like that fit. I don't like no. it too ball domination going on um i was very intrigued to hear westbrook to charlotte not to win games most likely obviously but to bring people (laughs) to the stadium if if they open it up you will sell tickets if that's what that's where westbrook needs to go a team where he dominates the ball they're not super good maybe they can potentially sneak into the eighth spot but they sell a lot of tickets yeah i fully agree with that i think that that keeps the expect the expectations can't be high or he will fail I think if yeah. there is a, I think if he is, I think Charlotte's a great spot. He's a Jordan, Jordan sponsored athlete. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I know Jordan loves his ferocity and how he plays the game. I think that would be a great call for them. Um, yeah, what I just don't. Up? What, what is Westbrook worth? Do you give up the three pick in the draft? You'd have to, because they don't have, I don't yeah. think they have any assets that it would be worth it otherwise. You know, you're not going to Washington. Yeah, but that's I mean PJ Washington is a guy who a season ago was like a second round pick. Or was he a first rounder? But like he, he was, was late first round, right? Late first round, yeah. So late first round pick. Yeah. Basically a guy who has one season of production under his belt, a guy who was also injury prone before that. I don't think that like that's not enough. I mean, we we're talking about what you get for Harden or even what the Clippers trade would look like, where you get, you know, Paul George and a first rounder that I don't know how the Clippers have a first rounder to give up anywhere, but that's funny. I saw that. I saw it. I don't know. Like, what is 2029? Yeah. They're going to give that. Are up? they just making up first rounders? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are they just kind of adding them in and waiting for someone to call them out that those, that it doesn't actually exist? Well, but, it doesn't exist. You don't have that. You guys don't have that. Uh, but no, I think that. Um, yeah, I think the Westbrook trade, they'll get a little less for him, but I don't think they should settle. Like, I, I think Charlotte's a great spot for him, but you give up the number three pick, and um, you know, you even you could trade Terry Rozier if that if, the, if that helps the money work at all. Because um, obviously, if you have Westbrook, you don't need Terry Rozier, and I think they know that. But um, unless you're a Sammy, Sammy said that uh, Westbrook would be Rozier's backup. Did he say uh, that? 
Yeah, yeah, he did. I saw that. You know, I couldn't even, uh, I can't I even like, respond to it. I feel like he's saying that from a place of anger. I don't feel yeah. like he really means that. Uh, that's because uh, I, I mean, Sammy, you can say what you want about him. That guy, he knows more about sports than he lets on. Uh, <laughs> some of the things he'll throw out where you're like, man, that makes zero sense. Uh, on that one, yeah, I think he's just angry a little bit because Terry Rozier is absolute garbage. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that that's a great spot for him. I think I always say to you guys that like guys like Westbrook, who I think can't win, you have to send him to a place like an Orlando or a Charlotte. You know what I mean? And like, and if winning's not a factor, like I saw a thing about him going because one of the teams that Westbrook wanted to go to, he on a short list of trades was the Knicks. And I saw a thing where it was like a picture of him in a Knicks jersey, and it was like a like a air quote thing, and it was like. Hey, you know, uh, you know, Westbrook, you know, down the lane for a thunderous jam and he's barking at the refs, uh, you know, and he's barking at the refs for a no call and the Knicks are down 27. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's what it's going to end up for him. I think him and Harden both, it's a lot of just me, 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 me. And then when it comes yeah. to actually winning the championship, they do not understand what it means to sacrifice for that. What, both what of them have gotten close. Both of them have played for a title with the Thunder, but that was a long time ago. That was what, like 2010? Long time ago, they were doing that. And it's like, that's, yeah, I think that that time has passed for them. And as insanely talented as they are, they're both Hall of Fame players probably down the line for sure. Um, you know, those guys are not going to do that well like, when it comes to actually winning. But what about the, uh, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks get so desperate they're willing to give up anything short of Giannis and Middleton uh, to bring in Westbrook in hope that that will help them keep Giannis? I think they'd have to well, get rid of him. You have to give, yeah. You have to give up Middleton at least if you're thinking about Westbrook. I don't see how Westbrook, Middleton, and Giannis will. Uh, yeah, they need an upgrade over Middleton for sure. I just don't. Otherwise, you can make it work if you throw in like a Bloodsoe, uh, Dante Divincenzo, um, some draft picks. Yeah, there are some pieces they have they could do it without giving up. Maybe you bring in a third team. I just don't see it. that. Yeah. Just, the thing is with Westbrook is that the chemistry that he creates with other basketball players on other teams. It just doesn't, it never looks good. It never, like you guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like you see, whenever you talk about him being added to a roster like that, talent wise for sure. Oh, that makes sense. But then you think about what that would really look like. And Westbrook's a really tough guy to place. Like you could take like even somebody like a Danny green who took so much flack for, you know, not playing well, you can put him on any NBA team and you know what he's going to bring it. There's certain players you put them on, you know, okay, that guy's going to be a positive for these reasons. When you put Westbrook on, you can name those positives, but you can't say that about a truly like championship level team. You can't put him on that team and say, "Oh yeah, no, this is what he's going to bring to that team, and this is why it's going to be positive all the way through to them holding that trophy." It just doesn't add up. Yeah, I can see them trying though to keep to keep uh, Giannis there. They're in desperation for sure. I mean, to keep Giannis, they could do anything, right? And they should. Yeah, you have to. This man won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. And he can potentially walk next year. Of course, you know you want to do anything in your power to ensure that he'll stay. One thing that is that you know I just want this to play out. I want I wanted I want it to be over soon. Because like I said, the draft is literally around the corner. Free agency as well. Even the trade restrictions get uplifted. So something has to happen sooner or later. I don't yeah, think, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just really don't know. Let's talk a little bit about the draft right now. I mean, it's obviously in a few days. Um, it is in a few days, yes. And the first few picks here, it's like Minnesota. And here's the thing. We were talking about before we started this is that it would be 
really easy for us to go down and like do a top 10 of who we think is going to go where. But I think with all of the potential motion going on, like that's a really tough thing to nail down right now. Um, but right. what do we think of some of these top guys? I mean, let's start just on uh let's just talk about uh, LaMelo. Like, where do we think, like, uh, A, where do we think he ends up if we have a, if we have a thought on that, but also like, do we think he's going to live up to this hype and this potential? Yeah, I'm a big, big Melo fan. I grew up uh, 15 minutes from Chino Hills, where where the Ball Brothers are from. So I've been watching them since they were all in high school. Um, and I'm a big – I think I always said Melo was going to be the best Ball Brother. So I think his potential is way up there. Um, so I, I if this was a normal draft, I think he would go first. I don't think that if the Timberwolves and Warriors keep their picks, I don't see him going to either team. Um, based out of need. And so I do think uh, the Chicago Bulls trade up for LaMelo. They trade their fourth and maybe a future pick or something. I think they move up to the first and get Melo. Honestly, that's the best place for him. I don't see him fitting in Charlotte with, like you said, if if the Westbrook deal does not happen in Charlotte, you and you stand pat and you keep Rozier and – Vontae Graham, you still have Miles Bridges, you still have PJ Washington. I don't see how Lamelo's going to come in and, and fit there, even in Minnesota. You know they have. Yeah, D-Lo, I don't see Minnesota. Yeah, have, that's the things that with Lamelo, you know, like I don't see it. Wait, right? No, I agree with you. I, I think that's. Um, I think Charlotte's obviously a spot. The Bulls are a spot. Um, the Even Knicks. the Hawks potentially. That's weird. But I think Detroit's right there. The Knicks are right there. I don't think it's going to be one of the two top teams, like you said, just for fit. And I think the top two teams yeah. might not even draft in those positions. So it definitely I, makes I, it tough. I, I just agree think with Chicago. Shoot, man. He's got to be able to shoot. I think that's the only right. thing I'm really worried about. Is that I think that I mean, people thought that Lonzo was going to be a little more lackadaisical when he got to the league. And we're not really seeing that. He hasn't shot well, obviously. That's his big knock as well. But I mm-hmm. think that obviously as a defensive guard, he's fantastic. And I think that if Melo can do that, um, I, I think that there's always a spot for a great defender in the NBA. But I, I'm really interested to see because I heard rumors that like his interviews weren't going well, which is of course just a rumor. You know, you don't know for sure, but I'm really interested to know if he is going to like mentally be ready to actually it's like, hey man, you're here finally. You, he's mm-hmm. he's entered around the world basically waiting on playing on random teams in the most odd settings waiting to get to this point. And now that he's here, is he going to grasp that or is it going to be him trying, you know, just doing what he does? Like, Oh, this is another stop on the road. It's like, no man, you finally made it. So I want to see him really buckle down and know he's putting in all the, all this, all this uh, great work and especially shooting the ball. But yeah, it's yeah, he, uh, he needs to be uh, on a team that gives him the keys that gives him control. He's a playmaker. He is uh he's tall, he's six seven, he's yep. he's fast, he's a playmaker, he's long. Um, so a Chicago Bulls, a Pistons, a New York yep. Knicks, those are teams that will give him the keys to say go. And honestly, those are the best three fits. You look yeah. at Atlanta, Trey Young has the keys there. You look at Golden State, Steph has the keys there. Minnesota, D and Car Anthony Towns has it. So you look at a New York, New York needs that. They need somebody. I thought it was gonna be RJ Barrett, but no. If yeah, you we'll can get a, a LaMelo along with RJ and a Mitchell Robinson, you have your three. You know, you can build around those guys. And, and Detroit as well. To trade up, they'd have to probably trade Mitchell Robinson in their eighth pick. But yeah. see, you still can trade Mitchell. 
and still have RJ and LaMelo, but they don't know if they want RJ to be a, a, a guard or a forward, so they have to figure that out. Yeah, I, and, I, I think with Melo, too, the dude needs to, like, his best asset to me overall, like the length, the athleticism or whatever, all that stuff's great, but, like, he, he's not afraid of the lights at all. That's the yeah. one thing. That is his biggest strength. He's been in he the ball shot from the competition. He knows, what, he knows what being famous is already. You know, that he's not some small-town kid. He's been around the world with a with a microscope on him for years now. You to put him in Chicago or New York, and I think it's best case. You put him in somewhere like Charlotte or something. I think he gets buried amongst the weeds. I think yep. he almost needs that spotlight on him, like you know, like Superman gets his strength from the sun. I think it's a similar deal. That, that um, big market, yeah. yeah I think that yeah, would. I, really I, I hope. I really want him to succeed, so I hope he goes to one of those. One of yeah, those teams. Same, same here, man. I, I'd like to see him succeed as well. I think that. You know, the kid has gotten a majorly bad rap, mostly because of his father and the, and oh, the yeah. father's decisions and stuff. Uh, you know, he's not my favorite dude in the world. I, I think that guy has really made made his son's lives about his own, you know, <laughs> like, you know, as far as like <laughs> yeah. made, made what their success, his success, which as a father, I mean, you want your sons to be successful for sure. But, you know, you, you want it to be for them and not for you, you know, so that's always a weird thing. What do you think his ceiling is? If you're comparing it with another team, is his ceiling like a Ben Simmons? Is his ceiling – what's his ceiling? I mean, well, we know his floor is his brother. You know, that that's his floor. We know that we know that he's going to – if he if he puts in the effort like, like uh, Lonzo has, defensively he's right there. I think that uh, – oh, man. I I think if he can put it together and can shoot a little bit – yeah, I mean, Ben's, Ben Simmons is a decent comparison only because of the playmaking and the size – Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's a tough comparison to me because he's such an odd – how he plays is pretty odd. Uh, <laughs> like all the weird floaters and stuff he's always doing. Um, I don't know. I honestly can't think of a great comparison for him. If Simmons does, you know, screen, you know, when it comes to comparisons, like you said, the size, the speed, ability to get to the basket. Only thing is he might be a better shooter than me. Yeah, you know, draft a better shooter than Ben Simmons. <laughs> we're gonna get this crazy comparison on draft night, like, and we're gonna be like, "What? Like, no." So, yeah, I, um, I, yeah. yeah. Also, we have uh, Anthony Edwards as well. I'm a big um, fan as well. Yeah, that guy, that kid. I watched a lot of film on him in the last few days. Um, there's actually this awesome series. Don't even listen. It's this awesome series on youtube it's um um it's a, it's it's uh the uh, nba on espn basically does it and it's this guy goes around to all these top draft prospects and he watches their film with them and makes them discuss their own film good and bad and it's not only interesting to watch them you know judge themselves but it's how they go about it and they're mental when it comes to evaluating themselves it's one thing to watch all your great highlights it's another for some guy to be saying sitting next to you who you don't know that well breaking you down and how you react to that. And Anthony Edwards really impressed me because he, you can tell he doesn't quite know the game all the way yet. You know, he's, he's still, he's not a great thinker as far as like breaking things down. He even said that, that Tom Crean, um, uh, his coach basically said like, Hey, you know, don't, uh, basically don't, don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Like don't think just do, which, you know, to a certain extent, that's great. But also you want a guy to be able to think things through. I think he's going to score in the NBA, no matter what, I think no matter what he's going to score. He's too long. He's too athletic, and he and he knows how to hit in all three phases. I think he's scoring no matter what. He he has the potential to be an an, an outrageously complete player. Yeah. Now, I, when you look at Anthony Edwards, 
what's the best fit for him? Because there's no way he's slipping past one or two. I think he'll. I think he'll end up if the if Minnesota keeps their pick. I think he'll end up with Minnesota. Yeah, um, I can see that. yeah, me too. Yeah, but, I, I, those top two picks. It, it's it's so weird who's gonna be there and what they're gonna do. Right. That I think. Yeah, I, I think let's let's assume everyone's gonna keep their picks for the sake of this argument, for the sake of this conversation. Um, I think. Yeah, I think Anthony Edwards would go number one for that reason because I think he has the most. Uh, potential to be that complete, um, but he needs to be like he needs to be coached up really well. He needs a lot of coaching, especially on defense. Um, does that, does that, do they have that in Minnesota? Uh, I mean, it's, no. what, what I don't like about Minnesota is the culture there because we know that we know Carl Anthony Towns is and how yeah. he reacted to working hard on the defensive end. Um, D'Angelo Russell, I've no knock on D'Angelo Russell, but I mean, he's, if you're a part, if you want to play with Carl Anthony Towns and you, he's one of your best friends and you're not making him better, then you're part of the problem too. So are, are, we, are we sure that the Phoenix Suns will not somehow send Devin Booker to Minnesota and complete that Trinity? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, if uh, I, I hope not, I, I mean, Really quick, I mean, we were talking talking about rumors and stuff. The idea of Chris Paul going to Phoenix, yeah, that's interesting. That's that is interesting. interesting. If they pulled that off, that, I mean, you have if you have Chris Paul running with Devin Booker and Aiden like that, that's pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, like, you'll have to give a Uber. You'll have to, you know, sadly, you have to give a Uber. Yeah, but, poor Kelly Uber. Man, everywhere he goes, he he could be a great piece, and they end up trading him for a different. And it's player. crazy because if 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 the Kelly Uber of today was still in Washington. Oh my god! They wouldn't let him go. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was just bringing that up because I didn't know if you would just be like, "Let's let's send Booker there. Let's get uh, Anthony Edwards to Phoenix and get some future draft picks and some other things." Yeah, Um, that's uh, it's really it's really. I mean, I think I think if Phoenix hadn't done so insanely well in the bubble uh, and gone like eight zero like they did, I don't think I think that that would be more of a discussion. I think suddenly there's rumblings there that they could win now. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that they're going to start looking at that. But, I mean, everything's on the table right now. That's what's crazy is that because this offseason has been so crazy and we haven't really had an offseason, that I think that teams are going to be pulling triggers <laughs> that they wouldn't normally pull. Yeah. You're going to see some stuff and you're going to be like, what? We're going to get some big news over the next few days because oh, they yeah. have to make some deals before the draft. Or- For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things have to happen. So it's gonna be- Free agency is literally two days after the draft. So, yeah, yeah, wild, insanely wild. Um, so yeah, so Anthony Edwards, I, I think that he's going to be a great scoring guard. I just don't, I don't see. I mean, like I said, he needs to be coached up. He he's one of those guys where where he ends up is huge. If he ends yeah. up in a place where they want to coach him up and they understand that what that's going to take, then great. I mean, if he goes, say he goes to the Bulls, for example, say he ends up there. I mean, you have Billy Donovan there now, right? I mean, that's a yeah. that's a guy who can coach that kid up and will t- t- coach him yeah. the right way on what to do. That's a great spot. So he has to have a good coach um, who understands how to teach defense and how to how to keep guys engaged, and that's a great. And then he's ready to go. Yeah, I just don't see Ryan Saunders being the guy for that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, hey, James Wiseman. This guy is a big fan of him. Man, and that's yeah. and you talk about a Golden State situation. Apparently, they're very high on him. Um, they, so they don't trade the pick. I'm hearing that he's somebody that they would definitely go after. They don't need Edwards. They don't need Ball. This oh. is the guy they need. Yeah, this guy, yep. uh, 
He'll yeah, get I mean, your rebounds. Really- he'll get your, uh, your, your putbacks. He'll yep. run with you. Steph on the fast break, like James Weissman will run. Well, um, he can shoot the ball a little bit. So, he he fits know. perfectly with this Golden State team if you're not going to trade it and try and bring in another star. And they yeah. knew what they were doing. This is what's crazy. They knew what they were doing. They knew Steph was hurt. They knew Clay was hurt. Oh, we're just going to sit this year out. We'll be back next year. And they really <laughs> will be back next year. Like, this yeah. is crazy. If James Wiseman is their worst case scenario, uh, you know, for their draft, you know, as far as trading, getting a star, whatever, whatever they're trying to do, if James Wiseman is the worst you can do. I mean, say you just draft him and you keep the team as is. I mean, imagine James Wiseman, his normal physical gifts, and then you have someone like Draymond teaching him how to play defense, especially. But is that really their worst case, though? Or is that just their worst case? I'm saying worst. I mean, I'm saying if that is their worst case, like they can't give you a star and, and you end up with James Wiseman, that's a great worst case. Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just want to. I just want to see. I wish I had more film on him. Like watching film on him was very tough because there's not yeah, much to right. go off of. Uh, that's not you know because watching your high school film doesn't mean anything really because you're playing against guys that are not uh, you know high level. Uh, but especially when you're that size, everything's easy. But yeah, I think I think he fits in with them the best. I don't know where else he would even go. Like you know, he could go other places and it would fit and he'd fit fine. But I'm saying, like, that's one. Like, I can't even picture him anywhere else right now. Well, Minnesota, we can rule that out. As far as the fall, there. Five to Cleveland, I think he'd end up there. Like, it's mostly the top Ooh. team. I don't know how that would play out. Um, but I do think that he would be uh, – if you get down to five and below, he fits in, on any of those teams. And he, uh-huh. Let's say he, he fits a need. I mean, who doesn't need a seven-foot guy who can run like he can and can dunk like he can and jump like he can? That is a hot commodity, no matter what, and he fits the more of the new age big man vibe, as well. Yep. You know, he's not, he's not uh, you know, he's, he's got light feet. He can jump like it's yeah. So he, he's an asset anywhere he goes. That's just going to be fun to see where he ends up. Only, only knock on him. He needs to just put on a little more um, pound, a little more muscle. Yeah, he'll yeah, I'm sure paint, he'll, he'll get bullied, but he will. Like you said, if, if he does go to Golden State, Raymond to get him right. That is the perfect guy yeah. to get him together. Yeah, Weissman is perfect to go to Golden State. I think that will be that will help his development more than any anywhere, right? Because Golden exactly. State has had to develop people, develop players, and to be in a winning culture, um, he will turn it. That's the best case scenario for him. He'll turn into a really, really good player with Steph and and Clay, Draymond, the coaching, the system um, is is going to help him thrive. No, for sure. Also, I think I think what helps him is that the, the fact that the Warriors not only they develop guys like Steph and Clay, but they've also developed guys that have had far less talent or or natural ability like Weissman has. Uh, it has made them really good. So I can only imagine somebody with his natural abilities um, with their tutelage, what, what he could pull off. Man, just imagine this the, the lineup, like Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Dre, and James Weissman. And then off the bench, you got Pascal, you have Omen, uh, Poole, you know, you still have your team. Marquise Chris, if he buys back in, they will be back in the mix. So I don't see, like I said, I don't see Wiseman slipping past two. If Edwards goes one, I don't even think the Warriors wasting the time and they're just going to take Wiseman. Yeah, if they're still sitting there with the number two pick. A lot of people think the Warriors will trade back. Well, if they trade back, what other team can use Wiseman? I mean, like you Cleveland, yeah. But Any, I'm saying at that point, it's anybody. Because I mean, yeah, he, yeah. no matter where he falls, he'll end up with a team that can use him. It's more yeah. so a matter of is he on a team? It's just similar to Edwards, like a team that can really coach him up. Right. 
Um, one thing that's interesting though, say that say the say the Bulls really want Melo, right? They really yeah. want him. Um, and and you know the the uh, Wolves don't take him at number one. He's sitting there. If you're the Warriors, you trade back to four, right? And you let mm-hmm. uh, and say you know say that the the Bulls want to get Melo, and say then Weissman goes at three. The guy that I think they get then is Denny. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I can never pronounce his, his last name correctly. We won't know to draft night. Dang, I had it last night too, and now I can't get it. But we'll call him Denny from uh, from Israel. I did a lot of uh, I did uh, the most film like work on this kid because uh, he's the most interesting to me. Basically. A couple of the notes I had on him were that his shot reminds me of Luca, just as far as how it looks. It's it's kind of yeah. slow at times. It's kind of deliberate, but you know he hits, which is good. But he he has a very fearless vibe to him. He's a little cocky, um, you know. But also, like I said, I was watching that film study of him, right, and watching him watch his own film, and he was very aware of his own deficiencies and was very quick to talk about what he's doing to fix those. Um, yeah, so that that's obviously great to a guy that that's young and cocky. That young and cocky. I thought that I would, you know, you'd get him on there. He'd only want to talk about his highlights, and he'd be weird about talking the negatives. But he was mm-hmm. very deaf to talk about his negatives and wanted and knew exactly what to do to fix them. Uh, his playmaking ability is is very intriguing. It's that's very that's the most Luca part of his game. Is that the guy averaged like five point three assists um, this year, and he's only like nineteen. Uh, he has a very yeah very intriguing. Overall vibe. I mean, he. I mean, his. Uh, he has two. He averaged over two steals, two blocks a game. So on defense, he's very active. Um, very active. He's really engaged on defense. I just need to see him. The only thing. I mean, a lot of the Luca comparisons are too intense because we have not seen him play against NBA level comp or even top European comp for more than like half of a season. Really, um, you put him. I mean, Luca was playing. You know, three four years of high level Euro ball, the highest level. He was winning. You know, championships, winning MVP. Um, so that's it's different in their development, but as far as like the basic stages, I think he's he's a very interesting as far as a guy who could come in um, on a on a certain team and play very well very early if they allow him to. Well, what's the best pick for him? Well, I mean, if he's there at four, Chicago will take him, yeah, for sure. And and I think that'd be a great fit for him. I think that's a great fit for him. The Warriors, if they end up with him somehow, I think that's a great fit for him too. If they can somehow Ooh, get rid of him and allow him to do his thing, that kid could be very good for them. Uh, but he'll I think, yeah, with, I think he'll fit in with any of these teams, right? Yeah. I don't. I think he'll stay in the top five. I yeah, think, for sure. I think he'll stay in the top five. What I've heard from the Warriors is that they possibly wanted to trade back to like ten and get Devin Vassell out of Florida State. Mm, I can see that. Uh, he's a big three and D guy. Would just fit into their club. Um, but if, if we're talking Denny, yeah, I think he'll go four to whoever is there. Chicago yeah, just, or Minnesota trades back. Um, yeah, I just don't want to see him in Charlotte. I, I don't want to see any of these like guys that need, that need that development or need that. I don't know. Charlotte just seems like a real black hole, man. That that franchise they have, just doesn't they have bridges. So I I don't think Charlotte will take him. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. But I mean, but there are different players. It's like that thing is that Denny is like a could be basically your one at a certain degree. Yep. You know what I mean? He can play a, a different positions, but I mean he's really there to be a playmaker. And that's what I'm saying. If if, uh, if the Bulls allow him to develop correctly, like you hear a lot of like uh, Pierre, we were talking about like the Gallinari 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see that. I, I, I see yeah, him much I more. I see him much more in the Luka mold. And again, I'm not calling him Luka Doncic. I'm saying that right. that's his style of game. He plays that way. And so to I see, mean, maybe the Gallinari comparison is the height, but I don't see it. Yeah, because Gallinari. <laughs> I mean, Gallinari is way too stiff. This kid is fluid. He's athletic. Um, like I said, he's nuanced on defense. Like there's. Yeah, I, I think that Chicago is a great spot for him. I don't want to see him in Charlotte. Don't want to see him in Cleveland. Atlanta would be really interesting because then you have a young roster there that is, yeah, you, you know, it's Trey, Huter, um, well, uh, Colin, uh, Hunter, Hunter, Reddish. yeah, Collins, Reddish, and then that guy. It would be like that would be a loaded, loaded roster for those kids. Yeah, I'm hearing out of all teams to trade back, Atlanta is most likely to trade back. Yeah, and yeah, they could fun. do that too. I mean, that wouldn't okay. hurt them at all. That wouldn't hurt yeah, them they, at all. They, they have a nice little core already. Well, young core. If if we're talking players who's ready to jump in and just make a difference, one of my favorites is Obi. Yes. Yeah. He's already yes. what twenty two years old. So he's been he's done the whole college thing. I was I think we were all bummed we didn't get to see him in March Madness. That was yeah. really going to see like what's he this bring. Kid right here. He, yes. he suffered the most for sure from that. But he's they, ready. Player. To a team and make a big difference right now. Yeah, I don't think his ceiling's very high, but I think he is one of those guys that can come in and play big minutes. Remember how Grant oh, yeah. Williams came in for Boston? Yep. And he played big minutes. He and he played well at certain spurts those big minutes. I think that he has more upside than a Grant Williams does, but I think it's that kind of vibe as far as you bring that guy in and he can give you minutes. He can play defense for you. Um, just protecting the rim a little bit, but also he can score a little bit. I think that, yeah, I, I don't think you're not drafting him to be a star. I think he's a guy that could slip a little bit just because of that. Oh, but I think if he gets to a certain team where they understand how to play him, understand he's not going to be a star, but he's going to be a, a guy who's going to get good minutes for you. I think that that's, I think that's the best case for him for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a top ten player. Um, I think a winning team could trade up for him. Mm-hmm. Knowing yeah. that he can come in and make a difference, um, or a team like the Phoenix Suns can pick him up at ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, if he's there, if he's there at ten, my goodness. Yeah, if, he sl- if he slips to the double digits uh, like that, then yeah, that's something. You, I mean, if you're a team, you have to swoop him up, um, especially uh, yeah, especially if you're the Suns. That's a uh, that's the guy that yeah. can help you out immediately and gives you something you don't quite have. Yeah, right and now. A good Paul, and then you also draft. Um, like like him, Ob at ten. That's a solid team. Even if they don't get Chris, Chris Paul, you still can go with solid Rubio, Christian. Booker, Oubre. Start Ob topping at the four with eight uh, Ivy. And whew, man, yeah, I think I think also like uh, Detroit's an interesting place for him. Again, there's certain teams, man. I just don't want to see guys go to. I, it's it's so tough because there's certain teams. I don't where- want him. I don't want him in Cleveland. That's Here's my list of teams I don't want to see guys on in this early in this uh, lottery. It's Charlotte, Cleveland, Detroit, um, the Knicks. Basically, you know what I mean. Like the Knicks could be fun. It could be good for certain guys, but I mean, you know, the Knicks are such a black hole right now with Dolan as the owner. They've been I don't so know But everyone else is fine. Everyone else is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but those ones, I'm like, just don't go there. Especially a guy like a Denny, a guy guys that need that development. I just don't see how they get it there, but yeah, I yeah. think Detroit will go with a point guard, uh, either Killian Hayes or uh, Tyrese. Um, Halliburton. Halliburton. 
one of them will end up with Detroit. Detroit will go get a point guard. Yeah, and I think, well, I think one at this point. for sure. I don't. I watched some film on Hayes, and he's just he's not bad. He has some like he'll be in the NBA, and I think he's gonna be like a. I don't know how to. I don't know where to place him. Like, um, would you put him better or worse than Rubio? Oh, worse than Rubio, right now. I mean, from, from what I can see for him right now, he's not Rubio. Um, but I do, just because he lacks a lot of athleticism, like he looks real average out there. Which I mean, so does a guy like Luca. You know what I mean? Like you put him out there, he's not passing the eye test as far as like you know, like does he look like he's athletic enough to hang out with to play with these guys? But yeah, I don't know. Killian's a weird one for me. I I didn't enjoy a lot of his film. He disappeared at times. Um, yeah. He's a pretty yeah, good I mean, player, um, but he's also 19 years old. Played, played in Europe in in France. Um, so I think he's got potential there. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits. I, I have him probably in that uh, 10, 11, 12 range. Well, most have him at the like seven or eight. I agree yeah. with you, Riley. I have him in the double digits. Yeah, I had him too. Like I said, I watched I watched all those things with all these top guys and then watching film. And he was the worst about like acknowledging his faults. You know what I mean? Because the guy that's helping them, I, I, he's obviously a guy that they know. He's a, he's obviously a guy that does a lot of scouting. He knows what he's talking about. But he's also not his coach. He's not somebody this kid probably respects at all. And the interaction was not great. As far as his, his – you could just tell he just wanted to talk about the highlights, and that's what he wanted to talk about. He didn't want to talk about what he was bad at. And that was – that for me is a huge red flag. That if you're watching film with somebody like that and you're not trying to be honest with yourself when it's on tape in front of your face – I think that's a weird that's a weird red flag for me, but um, yeah, but I mean he's going to get drafted somewhere, and I, I, he's interesting. I don't think he's going to fail. I just don't like him as much as some of these other guys for sure. Well, he has to could sure could sure take him because that would be a very Knicks thing to do for sure. Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. A, a foreign kid who is just not uh, who's not ready to play that would be great for them. Uh, hey, oh, another guy uh, <laughs> uh, on Wayu on on on. on, 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 on Jeez. Oh, oh, yeah, you're talking about out of the UFC. Yes. Oh, you're talking. You're talking talking to Kongwa. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Um, But yeah, that guy, uh, like, talk about like a low key, like a bam light, you know? Yeah. Very low key bam. Kind of like that. He doesn't have the same offensive skills as bam, but great rebounder. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a guy you're going to put on a team. You talk about like a win now, like an OB Toppin situation. This guy is almost better in my eyes as far as a guy you can plug and play right now um, uh, because of because he's more established in what he can do, uh, like what he does well. Like his, his his like strengths are much more polished than Toppins, basically. Um, yeah, he's but, good. I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, he averaged, he averaged 3.5 blocks per 40 minutes. Insane. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's – uh so, kid is a baller. Yeah, he is. He is nuts. I mean, again, he's a guy you put in any. I mean, you put him on um, Atlanta, it'd be helpful. Uh, Cleveland could use him for sure. Any of these teams, anybody who's like that, who's like a James Weissman and himself, who are just big guys who can, you know, who can shot block and play defense, run the floor. There is always a spot now for those bigs. Those are the only bigs that can really survive now in the NBA. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see how, how he does because he, he reminds me of a very a very raw a very raw bam. Yeah, he's definitely raw, and I think the team that needs to avoid him is the Wizards. That's I already have Archimor. He has him going. Yeah. 
They really have him going to Washington? Yep, at nine. Well, if he goes there, then that means Hachimura would have to play the five. And I don't think he, I don't think that's the best bet for him. Unless he can, one of them comes off the bench. A Kongu is a center. Oh, well, he'll be undersized. Like Bam, so it could work yeah. out. Yeah, he's going to be a He's a straight center. There is nothing like that's all he's going to do. There is no like, uh, he can't just work out. Yeah, yeah, so he's going to be aware of that, you know. And I and the Wizards need a forward, but I was thinking more of a three and D type of forward. But if they prioritize Onyeka for the center position, you, you're looking at Wall, Bill, Hachimura, and Onyeka. It's not a bad four. You just throw in another small forward in the mix. Uh, Isaac was it Isaac Bonga, the Laker legend. Yeah, that'd be okay. So yeah, so let's all let's uh, let's throw it down to each of us. What's another guy we haven't talked about yet who could just be in the first round somewhere that we think is going to be a uh, a solid NBA player who we think is going to like surprise? You know who's uh, I'm going to look. Uh, I'm looking towards the back end. Who's interesting is Cole Anthony. Yep. There was a lot yeah. of hype about him um, when college hoops was going on at the beginning of the season. They kept saying he, he was going to get drafted top three. Yeah, top that? five. It was top five, or, or like then that was the, that was the floor. Yeah, and so now you have Cole Anthony projected um, at nineteen, um, going to the Nets. So that's interesting to me. I think again with proper coaching, he could be a good good player in the league. It's it's so weird because he got he got really messed up because North Carolina was so bad, so bad mm-hmm. this year um, that I think that he suffered because then he got hurt as well. They, like he was playing well, he's playing great, and then he gets hurt. They fall apart completely, and then he didn't. I don't think he ended, didn't end up even coming back. I think he ended up just going, and then obviously COVID hit. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he's a guy that could really surprise. I, it's crazy to me he's fallen the way he has, but I do think that he's going to pop up somewhere and, and and pop off. Really, I think again, depending on like a fit on the back end of that first round. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a scoring point guard like him. And he again talk about a guy who's ready for the big lights. You know he's been he he's you know uh, Greg Anthony's son. He knows yep. what it is to be an NBA player. He's he's learned from a from a very respected guy in Greg Anthony. Um, you know any of these guys, especially some of these teams, might lose a certain player, might lose something, and they could get him and potentially fill that role pretty quickly. Absolutely, the guy for me is going to be R.J. Hampton. Yeah, I am curious to, and I am so excited. We fought, I've been waiting for this moment for a while. Everything that's been going on with this guy when he was supposed to go to college. He chose to go overseas, and he dropped out. He was going to go to the G League. Now he's in the draft. I just want to know. I just cannot wait to see where he ends up. Do I think he's NBA ready? Yes. Where is the question? And it comes down to one of those things, like you said. You know, he's going to have that pressure on his shoulders to produce and live up to everything that We've been seeing on tape from him. What, what team and the coaches that can deal with that remains to be seen. And this is a player that needs to avoid the teams you said, Atlanta, um, Cleveland. The, you know, the team, well, the teams that don't have a, a great coach, you know, I don't I don't see it, you know, because you get these players, and like you said, accountability is very important. And if you cannot handle criticism, and take account for the mistakes you make, you will not be successful in this draft. Oh, Anthony's one of them. Like you said, he is that, you know, Greg Anthony, 
I'm sure he was hard on him as a kid. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure he was. I, I think an interesting place for RJ Hampton. I mean, you think like a Portland at 16. I'm not saying he'll fall this Ooh, far. Portland at 16 would be interesting. Um, be I think they might be looking for somebody a little more established, perhaps. Uh, you know, yeah. bring in and play now type situation. But that they, have I think, on, uh, they have him on the boards going to Boston. Uh, yeah, I was about to say Ooh, Boston a great call. Um, Boston could really help develop. Brad Stevens would be great for his development. I think Dallas would be interesting at 18. Um, do you think you San Antonio know, takes him at 11? That's very interesting. That one's – I mean, Ooh. right now they have so many solid guards that I would want to know. Like point guards like DeJounte Murray's there. He's got mm-hmm. – they've, they've invested a lot in guards in the last few drafts. Um, if they did do that, that would definitely tell me that they're going to move on from somebody else. But, he, I mean, talk about development, obviously. You put him there. That's Popovich to deal with. That's great. Um, awesome. Yeah, he, he could go all over the, the – I think the – you know, from 11 on, I think there's a lot of places he could go where he could be helpful. Um, Miami at 20 would be really fun to watch. Just, like, add him to that mix. That would be yeah, fun. Yeah. I think anybody Miami adds is just going to be fun. Like, hey, welcome to the party, dude. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like right. I hope you're ready to work hard and, you know. Like, ready? Yeah, and that's, yeah if, if you are, we could really win some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think for me – I mean, obviously, Jaden McDaniel's interesting to me just because he uh, he was at UW, and so I got to watch a lot of his game. Oh, talk about this a guy, guy is annoying. We'll talk about a guy who's he. I mean, his size. What is it here? Six ten with an eight eleven standing reach. He gave USC so many problems. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. He was so inconsistent, like so inconsistent. But I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the the knock. I mean, I'm looking at one of his things right here where it said that it's uh he does a fade in and out of games. He led the Pac-12 in turnovers and fouls. That's very true. He was definitely not even there sometimes in his own mind. But his – I mean, when he's out there, it was like he couldn't quite figure out the fact that he's Durant as far as you can get your shot over everybody. Yeah. There's not anybody you can't get your shot over. I mean, and with that length and athleticism, like the defensive like the defensive prowess could be there. He's just very interesting. He's, he's a very rough, rough player. But he's a guy, if you get him on your team – and you coach him up for a year or two, let him play some G League games, you know, give him give him some run in the NBA and see how he does. That's a guy who we could be talking about down the line as like the most improved player from this draft class by far. Yeah, another guy another guy I like is Malachi Flynn out of San Diego State. Yeah, um, dude. Talk about another another uh, Seattle kid. A really good two-way player. He'll play offense, he'll play defense. They have him right now going 29 to Toronto. Um hmm. Would be a great, be great. Um, oh, be great for him. Really, really good. I, I see some teams though taking him. I would not be mad if the Lakers took him. Uh, they have one pick above Toronto at twenty eight. How the Lakers have a draft pick, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's but the me, man. That's crazy. Actually, <laughs> apparently we didn't give up that many draft picks for AD because we got one. Um, but yeah, I like Malachi Flynn who who will play both sides of the ball really hard. Whether it's the Lakers or Toronto, I like him with either. Yeah, that's a Toronto great call, man. Fit. You know, if they lose Van Vliet, if they look, you know, he could slide into that Van Vliet room. Yeah, he really could. He really, he really could. He's yeah. He, I'm glad you mentioned him, Matt. That's a very interesting guy uh, to come around here. Also, um, well, also, I mean, the Lakers pick, Matt. That's a really interesting one because they have some needs. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I think KCP is going to walk. They're talking that he's saying that he's going to go find the biggest deal he can get. And the Lakers are smart. If they pay him, that's the dumbest thing they could do. 
Do not yeah. pay that man a lot of money. You don't need to do that. Don't do it. You can hey. find you can find shooters who hit, you know, barely. You know, you can find them anywhere. I know uh, we're speaking of the Lakers. Can we just address this DeMar DeRozan rumor? I don't hate that. I don't hate it, Matt. I don't hate He's it. He's a three-point shooter, though, and DeRozan is one of the worst. For sure. But the way I, the way I see it is that if you can get rid of – basically how I'm seeing this is if you can get rid of Kuzma and Green, guys who – I don't mind getting – I think you could keep Danny Green. It's a better call than keeping KCP. I really do. But, I mean, Laker fans in general, they want him off the team. <laughs> They're like, Danny Green, sorry, love you. Thanks for the title. Get the hell off my team. Dog for sure does. But, if you could, but how I'm looking at it is if you can trade – Kuzma and get DeRozan, then you go from there and you can make it work. You can find shooters around him, around them. They can find, they can sign them. They can draft a good shooter coming out. You know, like we've seen these young shooters, like a Robinson, these hero kids, like these guys are coming out ready to shoot. And if you can find a guy like that in this draft, you get him, you add him, you add whatever shooters you need. People will want to come to LA. I mean, shooters are easy to find as far as guys that they can be near the end of their careers or they can be on the cheap and you can get guys that can win you championships. So especially if you keep your 28th pick. Yeah, exactly. if, it's, if it's just straight up Kuzma and Green for DeRozan in a heartbeat, I don't think the Spurs are that dumb. Gosh, but you know what? I, I think they want to move on from DeRozan pretty bad. I don't think it's his they fault. Do. I Isn't think it's he really gets on a firing deal. He's he's on his last year. Mm-hmm. Expired. Is he expiring? I thought he had yeah. one more. No, I think he's it? expiring going into this next season. I mean, for me, dude, I if I'm you guys, dude, I just want to get away from Kuzma as fast as I can. He is – I hate watching him play basketball. Wait, Kuzma or Towns? Which one do you like better? Uh, I, well, here's the thing is that Towns will give you more. Like, I mean, at, at, least, at least Towns is giving you 2010 every night. You know what I mean? Like, Kuzma, Kuzma isn't doing that and is walking around with more swagger than Carl Anthony Towns does. You know, Carl Anthony Towns just doesn't play any defense and doesn't isn't accountable for it, and that's what's frustrating. Kuzma isn't accountable for anything that he does. And like I said, there were times in that finals where he would make plays where it's like he's at the schoolyard, like he doesn't even give a shit. And you're like, how are you not like, how are you not focused on making the right plays right now? Like, how is this so lackadaisical to you? I don't get it. So I hope that he's out. I hope you guys get rid of him. And I hope you bring in somebody who can, uh, you know, and if, if it is him, if it is um, uh, DeRozan, I think that at the very least DeRozan is a hometown kid. Bring bring him in, and I think that he would fit well with LeBron and AD. I think they'd find a way to use him uh, in the right kind of way. I, I don't like him. It's not great, but. One thing I will say, Rondo wasn't a great three-point shooter. Well, he's not sure. I mean, you can make things Lakers. work for sure, but I mean, we saw how much they exactly. struggled when those guys couldn't shoot. There were Absolutely. certain points, they looked their weakest when their lack of shooting got exposed. So I hope that they can – I hope in this draft – I mean, in this draft, you can find some guys who can shoot. I think that – Matt, do you guys have a second-round pick? Um, I believe we do. I believe if we you do. do. I'm saying if you do, then that's – I mean, there's a lot of guys in the back end of that. One guy would be really interesting for you guys to get in the second round would be Peyton Pritchard from Oregon. He's pretty much a Caruso's twin, basically. Yeah, that's like, right. Same kind of guy. Like, same kind of guy. Not as athletic as uh, – as, um, as Caruso, but can shoot a lot better. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, he can shoot from anywhere. So that's a, yeah. Ooh, Lakers could. Yeah, Lakers could really could really add some solid pieces out of all this. No, the yeah. Lakers they might trade this twenty eighth pick, and they they'll probably trade it trade back. 
they know what they're doing. They'll figure it out, man. I mean, at the the end of the day, no matter what they do, they still have LeBron and AD, and we've we've seen that that's all you need. So, (laughs) well, we'll see. One more point. Yeah, apparently people are saying that uh, Cole Anthony could drop back that far. I don't see that happening. If if it did though, you'd gotta take him. Ooh, you take him because he's gonna have have chip on his shoulder. He's and, and that talk about a kid who understands where he is. He he'd walk right in, understand. Okay, bright lights. I'm playing for a championship, and that kid would get in that mindset quicker than 99 percent of these prospects that are in this draft. He's ready to go right now. As far as like, oh yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll play whatever I need to do. I mean, he can shoot. He can attack. He's the kind of guy that uh, the the Lakers really lacked at certain points in the playoffs. Even if he's not your starter, I think that's a great guy to have on your roster. Learning from yeah. a guy, learning from guys like Caruso and Rondo, who play good D, who play the right way. I mean, that's talk about a great fit. If he does fall, dude, that is a dream scenario for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Really and, uh, and Peter, with the Houston Rockets uh, first round pick, what are they going to do? Uh, you mean uh, in two years? Oh, oopsie, oopsie daisy there. That's uh, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. We we don't believe, well, the previous GM didn't believe in draft picks. So, hey, it's a new age know. one, man. Like I said, Pierre, yeah, I hope it's a new to, age. to wrap this episode up, man, like I say that I know we opened pretty harshly on the Rockets and what they need to do. Hey, we need it. No, we, we need it. You do not have to apologize. We good, because it. I hope, because now everything's going to be new. That's why I want to see. You got a new GM. Yeah. New coach, yeah. that's a great young coach. I think yes. once you get rid of Harden and Westbrook, if they just pull the trigger, get rid of Pay both those guys, embrace the full rebuild. The, the way the NBA works now, you can be back very quick. And I think that okay. I think that is the best thing—a full culture change. I think you jettison that entire roster, and then you guys are back in business. It's good. It's uh, good for the NBA for the Rockets to be good. You know, I think, and I and I could be wrong. If the market, because apparent uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, the market for Westbrook is slow. If they somehow cannot trade them this year, next year for sure. Yeah, I, think, I mean, yeah, you can run it back this year with the new coach, new GM, see how it works. But yeah, I mean, with all that, uh, I just feel bad for Stephen Silas if they don't make any moves, because he's going to have to deal with all that. Well, I do know. He wants a center, and I was so happy that he said that. I mean, look at that. Because I mean, the Rockets were too predictable. Everybody knew what we were doing. We were taking 85 threes a game. Everybody knew that. No one's no one's. And we were wide open. Wide open, and we were missing them. So if he can add some type of unpredictability to the team, I'm happy. And they're looking at Ibaka. They're looking at Nervous Noel. Both make sense. However, we probably can't afford both of them. You know that we, we, we all want that one, <laughs> I want it for myself. I want that for so, you. I, I just can't wait. I know, you know, the West is thick. Like, it's thick. Golden State's coming back. Dallas will be back. Utah will be back. Denver, like, the Clippers, like, it's, you know, the yeah, Phoenix the, the is going to be better. The West is Portland. Thick, like, thick like Big Baby yeah. David. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> that, dude. You guys see that video of him playing? Like he's like playing in some yeah. like cherry tournament or something, and he's wearing a. Yeah. They're all wearing skin tight jerseys, and he's a big dude. I'm a big guy too, but like you're not gonna see me rocking a skin tight jersey that is literally up over your stomach. Like it's like he's just out there balling with people. He's yeah. he's in, he's engaged to my fiance's cousin. No way. Think, yeah. So I think he I think he'll be around. Yeah. For Are you about to go to that Thursday. wedding? Uh, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna have to. I mean, if I'm marrying her. I'm talking about, dude. Let's go. <laughs> We're gonna need a so, special report on that, man. <laughs> special report on big babies. If I could pick his brain 
I'm gonna love it. If I'm able to, you know, just have a conversation with him, I'm gonna love it. And I want to know what were you thinking when you dunked the ball and you just start licking your lips, like running. I just want to know what were you thinking. <laughs> what was what was the thought process like? Give me a break. Yeah, man. yeah, man. This um, is a fun episode. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really glad to be back, guys. I think it's good. We uh. We had an unnecessary break, you know, and reset. Obviously, like I said, we were running the same off season as the NBA, basically, and yeah. uh, they're back, we're back. So it's uh, it's definitely nice, man. It's definitely nice to get back. Absolutely, I cannot wait to see how this draft plays out. I know Matt is excited because there's going to be more rumors. I'll be today. There's going to be some stuff coming out tomorrow, uh, all week, man. All weekend, going into next week, there's going to be some stuff. Coming out. Yeah, next episode, we're going to have a lot to talk about for sure. A lot yeah, to talk. About. Absolutely, absolutely. And it'll be the for the draft, so huh. we definitely I can't wait to break down the draft afterwards. I mean, free agency, training camp, I mean, it's it's an exciting time right now. Definitely. Don't think for a second that full court press will have you covered because we will definitely have you guys covered. As always, questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Facebook. We would love to know who you guys think. Are going in the top five. You know, you guys can kind of do what we did, you know, and, and put some put some uh, good energy out in the world as far as who you think is going where and why and who you want your team to take. I mean, Michael Gibson, I would love to hear who you want the Bulls to take. Sammy, I, I mean, I would love to hear who you want the Celtics to take. Do you think trading um, the trades that the Celtics are in? Do you think they're good ideas? You know, talk to us, man. SSAW Group. On behalf of Madden Riley, we thank y'all for listening, and we are out. Later.